There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we've got some stories about some life-ruining entitled parents. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my uncle and auntie let my three-year-old stay at my house while they were going out to a party. Cha-Cha is dad's younger brother slash my uncle. Cha-Chi is dad's younger brother's wife or his sister-in-law. My Cha-Cha and Cha-Chi had a child in late 2019, and whilst I was happy to know that I would get a little cousin, it turned out that they would spoil him when he turned two. And I'm talking about how he doesn't behave, he would hurt my nan and my mom, he would scream no and get his way every time he would come, and all they would say to him is stop it and shower him with hugs and kisses like he's done nothing, and while I do still love him like my own brother, it's just that they're the reason why he behaves like this, because all they do is put him in a corner. My chachi neglects him because she's always on her phone, expects me to get off my phone and play with him all the time, and they also do this when I come back from school and I get tired really quick from school and with an energetic toddler running around the house, makes me want to take naps. And whenever they do come over, my chachi always goes, he wants pizza, he wants Chinese or whatever, but when we went there for his second birthday, my dad asked for a kebab or scallop and they had the nerve to give us frozen pizzas. When my dad orders takeout from his own pocket every time they're there, that's how stuck up they are. Not to mention that they literally stayed at my house during my one week off because my cha-cha was working and my cha-chi had training. She works for the NHS, at home, that also ended on Friday, so they could have left on Friday. But to stay during the weekend, and whenever my cha-cha was at work or my dad was too, I had to stay with my cousin while he was sleeping until my cha-cha came back, which was at mostly between midnight and 1am. The only thing that kept me going through that week was watching Corey X Kenshin's God of War Ragnarok series and some anime shows that I never got to watch because I was lazy. My dad loves to have him around, but when they stayed for one week, he had a headache because of work and had to shout at him. My dad gets scary when he shouts, but it's starting to get to the point that every time I know when they're coming, I have to hide my game discs, any wires or controllers in my room, because once he stepped on them and actually broke the plastic, and with wires he goes crazy and starts swinging it around, which I have to tell him off and take it off him and that usually ends in him fake crying or calling for my cha-cha or cha-chi. What also annoys me is how my cha-cha will criticize me and my sister about anything we do. If we don't cook or do the dishes, he shouts at my mom, but we let him sleep on the couch and can't actually cook a piece of roti, a flatbread, popular type of food for Indians and Pakistanis, for his own son. My sister was getting annoyed and was telling my mom to say that he should just book a hotel because he was like a homeless man we found on the streets. And one time my sister got into an argument with him where he said that we should be banned to use our phones or to watch shows in the morning and to tell us to watch the news. Who do you think you are telling a bunch of kids this on a school morning? My sister didn't like what he said and it annoyed her how she would only have 10 minutes to watch what she wanted when I was on my phone in the morning and she told my dad this and said to him that if you're gonna say this stuff, then get out. She also said to him to get out in his face. And I honestly agree, and how he should focus on raising his own kid rather than us, 
because no child should have to deal with negative information when they just got out of bed and ready for school. And my chachi got worse. I had long hair when I was 14, which I was called emo for a lot of times in school, but I really didn't care. And she would always call out my hair for no reason when her son's hair was longer too. Not to mention that she would try to make us pity her. My sister has plans after she finishes school, and she has the audacity to tell us that we have to look after our cousin when she's dead and how she should take him with her when she studies since she was planning to study in another country. Like bringing a child who will scream and run around will help my sister with her exams. And they also said that we should take them on a holiday with them during the summer. We thought about some places like Japan, Portugal, etc. But who's going to spend on a long flight with a rowdy child? Not to mention how he doesn't like being in a big crowded place. What I'm on about, tangent aside, let's get to why I'm writing this. They stopped staying over when me and my sister had our exams going on. I had my mock since currently I'm in year 10, and my sister had her GCSEs about one week ago. So they would only come for only a few hours and then leave when it started to get dark. But that stopped when my dad told me that they would be staying over for the weekend, and I did get annoyed since this week I did just finish my mocks. And to add salt to the wound, my sister told me that they were coming on Friday, which is tomorrow for me, where my sister also has her prom. My sister told me how she's asked Chacha not to come since she had her prom, but he was like, let him settle in. And that did annoy me since she also told me that they were going to a party on Saturday where he couldn't come, so I'm the one to put him to sleep. I'll repeat this, I love my cousin, but I'm not his babysitter, and I find it funny how they don't bring him along when they did that last time. But I find it stupid how these two can just use my cousin as an excuse for him to stay and to ask for takeout when he doesn't eat anything we give him, and when my sister is going to one of the most important nights of her life, since it's technically her last time to get to be with her friends and celebrate for completing their exams. They decide to stay over till Saturday night while they're out partying and I have to deal with a toddler that abuses me, my sister, and my mom and expect me to stay with them till they come back. Yeah, what the heck am I gonna do when I can't control a child who can't sleep? I'll try to give an update if any happens after my sister's prom, but I just needed to vent my anger on how entitled these people are. To just waltz on into our house, ask for takeout, and use a three-year-old as an excuse? To just leave and say, he's more important? and to also ruin my sister's one night she was looking forward to ever since her GCSEs were over. I definitely think the family aspect of this is weighing down way too hard on all of these people. I mean, the fact of the matter is none of them should be taking this kind of behavior from them, but they continue to allow it to happen because they're family, right? At what point do all of these people put their foot down and just not put up with it? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, My Mother Owns Me. This story was about a little over a year ago in 2022, but for backstory, all my life my mother did my hair and got my hair done. I've barely gotten a say, and I wanted to experiment with dyes at 14. My mother said, when you're 16, you can do it. I said, okay. At 16 years, she again said, when you're 18, you can do it. I said, okay. I'm now 19 at this point and I've not let anyone touch my hair for a few months and she didn't like that. I wanted something else and my sister does hair and wanted to experiment with my hair. She did so in the past which didn't damage my hair and I was looking great. So my sister wanted to do blue faux locks. If you're curious about the difference between faux locks and dreadlocks, 
Dreadlocks is usually a permanent hairstyle since you're using your own hair. Faux lock is also dreads, but it's easier to switch out of it. The process isn't as long as dreads. Basically like temporary dreadlocks. I absolutely loved the idea. I had to hold off on it from a while to gain some money for this project. I still needed to get my hair done, but I refused to let my mother touch my hair. My mom would get mad whenever I questioned her choices for my hair. She would yell something like, you don't even know how to take care of your hair. Which was true, I was never taught, and didn't really understand my black hair. Videos helped, but I didn't understand. So I caved and my mother was braiding my hair. I was on the phone with my sister and we talked about our plans. My mother would chime in, giving her thoughts which wasn't related to her. I can't remember how it started, but I remember how it ended. I said, Mom, it's my hair. I should be able to do whatever I want to it. She said, no, you can't. You're my child. I said, but it's my hair. She said, I made you. I own you. I said, you own me? She said, you know what I mean. I said, I don't think I do. Got pretty quiet after that. I endured whatever conversation was had and hid the fact that I was very uncomfortable. But I'm on my journey with my black hair and I now know how to take care of it now. I now get cornrows and I have a weekly wash day. Even got my boyfriend on it and his hair is actually growing more. Thank you so much for the support and relating to me. If I was an OP spot, I would feel in my core a severe twinge of fear if either of my parents were to look at me and say, I own you. That is an incredibly creepy, overbearing, potentially fear-inducing statement to hear from just about anyone, unless it's something, you know, you're consenting to. Our next story is, my mom lets my brother steal my only thing that helps me with my anxiety. I, trans male 16, have severe anxiety, depression, etc. It's so bad I sometimes can't step outside without puking. This has happened because of years of bullying and harassment from my school and family. I learned that if I have my one pair of headphones on me 24-7, I'm able to lower my stress, anxiety, etc. It's not a lot, but I'm able to step out of the house more with it. I have a specific place for my headphones and phone to charge at night. If I don't put them there, I'll go into a panic attack. And yes, the therapist at the mental hospital recommended me to wear headphones because they saw it helps me. Two days ago, I woke up to the room I just cleaned a mess, my phone thrown to the other side of the room, and my headphones missing. I automatically went into panic, putting everything up and looking for my headphones. I couldn't find them all, and I sat on the floor crying the entire day. I felt so many things it overwhelmed me and I went mute. Without my headphones, I can't play music so I couldn't calm down. So I was really helpless. I felt like I was naked almost without them and I felt very vulnerable. I found out that my little brother, 8 years old, went through the room we shared tearing it up. When he came home from summer school, I tried to make him help me. He cried and told on me to our mother. She told me that, It's not your brother's fault. You can take care of your things. You shouldn't have had them in his area where he can grab them. I use an app to help me talk while mute, by the way. I told her that I put my only things I personally own in one spot and only one spot each night. And she knows this because she makes comments about it being weird. I demanded my headphones by the end of the day. It's now day two. I searched the entire room head to toe for my headphones and nothing. It's not like my headphones could just walk away. They were Bluetooth earbuds connected by a wire. And may I add, they were very expensive. My dad bought them for me and even though they're super expensive, I was excited because I never get anything expensive. This was my only thing besides my phone. I told everyone was off limits. 
They could take my art papers, they could wear my clothing, they could even wear my shoes, which they all do, but this one item was for me and me only. I've still been freaking out and crying, unable to go outside or eat without someone forcing it down my throat. I've just been crying, I feel naked and vulnerable. My mom is now buying me some cheap headphones instead of making my brother help me find the pair I had. It's making me mad because it's my headphones which help me. It's like she doesn't want my mental problems to get better. And to those who think it's a stupid pair of headphones, sure, but it's the one thing I had in my life that actually worked. I don't have meds or a therapist because my mom refuses to get me one. I don't have friends because they were taken away. I was taken off the phone bill, the only reason I'm here is because of Wi-Fi. She doesn't want to help me and it's making me think she's trying to keep me with her forever while I'm suffering for her own benefit. I just want my own thing I own. So thankfully OP later updated that they found their headphones in their little sibling's book bag. Honestly, I was worried that maybe somebody had thrown it away and they were trying to cover it up. I wonder and I hope OP maybe in the future can lean on their father a little bit more here. Our next story is, a neighbor who I considered a good friend in my old neighborhood yelled at anyone who parked in front of her house. She was always telling people to move their vehicles. She doesn't have a driveway. I tried my best to understand her dilemma. She got extremely mad at me because I had to tell her granddaughter to learn to mind her own business and that she was disrespectful and too needy. Always asking for things to eat or to buy her things and her stupid jokes and that she gossips too much. So when my husband was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer while we were in the midst of moving to our new house, all of our family and friends rallied around us to help with the moving. One of my cousins parked in front of her house. He's a police officer, had to complain to her landlord. She screamed at him because she had to park up the street. It made me really mad. So I asked him to bring his extra car and to park it in front of her house when she was at work. She didn't know who the vehicle belonged to and we occasionally turned it around every few days. That's a petty revenge. You gotta love when some people just make it easy to get back at them. They wear on their sleeve what exactly annoys them the most. It's almost like they're walking around with that good old piece of paper taped to their back that says, kick me, while at the same time yelling at you and being annoying enough that you just might want to consider it. Our next story is Entitled Mother Sighting at Water Park. This is a short but sweet story. A good friend of mine and I visited lots of amusement parks and water parks in the summertime in our teens. He was afraid of the larger water slides but was thrilled to ride them as long as I accompanied him. They had double seating inner tubes and my friend and I shared one and would patiently wait our turn if one wasn't readily available. After getting off one of the many slides, we saw two small children trying to pick up one of the double tubes to ride in. Q entitled mother, a woman in her mid-thirties I believe, with a child that looked barely older than two no thoughts behind this toddler's eyes mind you, swiftly approached these two kids and snatched the tube right out of their little hands. We've been waiting too long for one, was what this lady said to these mortified six to seven year olds. She then dragged the tube off with her toddler in her other arm. My friend and I both saw this unfold and unfortunately we weren't able to intervene in time, but we gave our inner tube to the younger children so that they could still enjoy the water slide. We both agree that you have to be a pretty big scumbag to rip something out of a child's hands if that child is within their rights to use said thing. Moral of the story, waiting a few extra minutes won't kill you. Honestly, I don't know what it is about water parks, but it seems like all of the entitled parents sure love to act up and act out in those kinds of places. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I've gone to water parks a few times, and I can recall seeing at least a few instances where it might not have affected me directly, but you can tell there were parents walking around with just terrible attitudes or acting like they just about owned the place. This next story is Entitled Mother Wants My Zoo Membership. I love my local zoo. It's a favorite place for me to walk. A few years ago, I got a membership. A perk of that is getting in earlier than the general public. I take advantage of that because it's less crowded. One day I was at the zoo for the earlier member hour. I was in line behind some lady and her kids. She approached the ticket counter. The employee there asked for her member card. Entitled mother said, I don't have one, but I'd like three tickets. The ticket employee said, I'm sorry, but it's member only entry right now. We open in 30 minutes for general admission. She said, that's not fair. My kids have been looking forward to this and I saw on your website you're open right now. They said, again, it's only for members right now. It even says so on the website. Ticket employee 2 says, Hey OP, you're all set. Have a great day. I go a lot so they know me very well. I tell them to have a great day too and go in. I think about 40 minutes later I was walking around when I felt a tap on my shoulder. Turning around I see the same lady. She said, Hi, I heard you have a membership. I want it. Me surprised. I'm sorry but I'm not giving you my membership. She said, come on, it's not fair, my kids love it here. Besides, this place is for kids. Yes, she said that. I said, still no, my membership has one member and one guest admission on it. You couldn't get both of your kids in. She said, well, change it. I said, sorry, but no, I'm not changing my membership so you can use it. I walked away. A little bit later, a security guard stopped me. Hi, I got a complaint that you stole someone's membership card. I laugh and say, nope. I hand him my card and my ID. Here's my membership card and my driver's license to prove it. They shake their head. You're all good. Have a great day. So weird. So I'm guessing they were hoping that this membership card had no form of personal connection to OP on it? Like what did they expect? It was just a card with like a serial number on it? I don't know like where in the ages of 18 plus where these people got like some kind of handout where they were so confident they could walk up to somebody and say, hey, give me your membership card and expect it to work. Our next story is pay your foster mother rent. You owe her. I grew up in foster care and have many short stories and long of the abuse I received. Here's a story of financial abuse. I mentioned I was in foster care purely because carers get paid where I live, Australia. This is for context. When I turned 16, I was able to get CenturyLink benefits, so my child safety officer helped me apply for it. 
I then started receiving payments of just under $500. My foster mother then started asking for rent since I'm getting payments. I thought it was normal and started paying her the amount of $275 a fortnight. When chatting to my child safety officer, it slipped that I was paying rent to foster mother. As I said, I thought it was normal. I was then informed I had to stop paying foster mother rent because she's already being paid for me. Child safety officer had a word with foster mother and told her to pay me back the money. This is where it gets messy. Foster mother started to tell everyone how I stopped paying her rent even though she pays for everything like clothes, food, outings, school, etc. How I'm not helping and putting financial burdens on her. Foster brother's partner then took it as something she would start shaming me for. Dinners out, I was shamed. Family dinner nights, shamed again. Family trips, shamed. Anytime foster brother's partner could, she would. It made me feel very uncomfortable and more so like a burden and my foster mother did nothing but egged it on. No one stepped in. I was made to feel like a freeloader at the age of 16. I'm 26 now and still processing the abuse I've been through. I can't live in my hometown because of the trauma, but I'm not living with her anymore, thankfully, and I'll never be like that to my own child. Sorry it's very uneventful, but I wanted to share. I'm guessing thankfully OP seems they got the money back or else they would have said that she didn't, right? It's just so depressing to hear about people like this who take advantage of foster care programs. How low can you be to probably be in this whole thing just for the money you get for taking care of these foster kids, and then on top of that trying to take even more money from them when they start getting their own handout? This money isn't even meant for her. All of that money she's getting is meant to go towards taking care of the kid. This next story is, can my kid have some of your bagel? This happened about 5-6 to six years ago in a coffee shop or cafe near my previous job. I had a short break and was hungry, so I was there grabbing a bite to eat before heading back for the day. I was sitting at a communal table eating a bagel with cream cheese when this woman with her baby, maybe about a year old, strikes up a conversation with me. I'm generally not into small talk with strangers, especially while eating, but was polite. Throughout this conversation, I notice her kid staring at my food. And I guess she noticed too because before I knew it she states, Baby really likes bagels. I kind of just laugh uncomfortably and say, Yeah, bagels are really good, I like them too. Immediately after, Entitled Mother asks, Do you think you could give him a piece? My eyes darted from the cafe counter back to the lady at least twice. I kid you not, I was so utterly confused why this lady would ask a random stranger to share their food with a literal baby. Beyond having manners, what about germs? No, not a big deal. I ended up telling the lady it was all I'd eaten that day, and she could order him his own, but she just shrugged and said, Oh, he won't eat a full bagel. He just wants a piece. That was my cue. I didn't say anything and just got up and left. I should probably add, this woman and her child definitely looked like they were of means. Meanwhile, I was in my mid-twenties and living paycheck to paycheck. I still wonder what the freak every time I think of this. I have my own toddler now and can't imagine asking this of a stranger. I heavily sympathize with OP when they said mid-twenties and living paycheck to paycheck. In that kind of a situation, if you order fries, you don't want to give up one of your fries, let alone a piece of your bagel. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Hates Having No Control Over My Hair. Fresh one from 30 minutes ago, this got a bit under my skin. I've explained this in a recent post about my mother controlling my hair for years. 
and recently I've grown a backbone and I don't let her influence or touch my hair anymore. For a while I've been having cornrows for months now for my hair journey, learning how to take care of it, nurture it, and fully understand my black hair. Backstory done. I'm playing with friends online, my mother's in the kitchen on her phone and looking at me occasionally. I noticed her looking at me and then this conversation happened. She said, when are you getting your hair done? I said, I'm not planning on getting it done soon. You know I'm on a journey to take care of my hair. She said, I know, but can you do something? You just got cornrows. I said, what does it matter? She said, I know, but you just walked outside in a beanie, but I can't change who you are. I was silent and the conversation ended. For more information, I'm a tomboy. I've been more in touch with my feminine side so I can get dolled up when I feel like it. I am interested in makeup, but don't wear it often. My mother always liked having a girly girl, as she calls it, for a daughter that was my sister. But growing up with me, I was into the Barbies like my sister was. I don't like bright colors. I like darker colors. I like baggy clothes. It's comfy. I've grown up like this, and it's like she doesn't accept me, but she does love me. It certainly sounds to me like OP's mother kind of sees OP as an extension of themselves and wants them to be an extension of themselves. They want to enjoy the same things they do through their kids, but it doesn't necessarily work that way. Our next story is, my parents are ruining my life. My family is enmeshed and it's driving me crazy. My parents feel like they own me and they both have no life of their own. I'm 23 year old female and I moved out last year down the street in a spur of the moment to get away from them. They both took it like it's absurd I moved out and didn't speak to me for two weeks. My mom likes to do this as a power thing, not speaking to me. Anyways, they have no life, no friends of their own, my mom doesn't work, hasn't since she was 20, and spends every day of her life being intrusive and calling me, telling me all of her stress, which are always little things like she has to take the trash out or has to help the neighbor move furniture. She's negative every day and hard to be around because all she does is fill my head with her problems. They find it offensive if I don't go over to their house every day and my dad guilt trips me if I haven't slept over as much as they want. They want to control everything about me and know everything about my life, every single day. What I'm doing for work, relationships, my day and night plans, what I ate, where I bought my clothes, who I was with, etc. They ask to drop things off to my apartment constantly, and if I don't respond to texts and calls, they freak out and act like I'm up to something suspicious. Please give me advice. I'm currently looking for a therapist, but I can't live this way anymore. I think this all comes down to setting boundaries. You have to reach out to them and tell them what you are and aren't comfortable with. Whether or not they respect that, which it sounds like they probably won't, I think you have to enforce that, which means if you gotta cut them off temporarily, you know, tell them that you're blocking them because of the way they're behaving and you'll check in later and see if things are different then. Stick to your guns and outline the things that they're doing that are not okay with you and are deal breakers, you've gotta fight them back on this. Our next story is, my mom is upset that I, in my 20s, won't take her on a road trip. This last month has been the absolute worst, bad news after bad news and I feel like I'm suffocating. After getting rejected job after job and losing the apartment that I was supposed to be moving out into, I finally hit my limit. With the holiday weekend coming, I decided that I would do a small road trip just to see if I could pull myself together. I asked my mom if she would be able to drop me off to pick a car up when she got upset and said she thought she would be invited and that she won't be taking me to pick up the car. This is not the first time she gets upset for this type of thing. I used to feel bad and ended up inviting her to trips, but I'm finally tired of it. I tried explaining my situation to her the other day and what's going on in my life, 
and thought that for once she understood me until today when she got upset over this. There's actually a number of places where, as far as rental cars go, we'll offer to actually have somebody pick you up and take you to the rental car. So it's not necessarily out of the cards, or even if you have to Lyft or Uber, but obviously you don't want to spend extra money just to get there. But yeah, I think Gopi deserves to have that road trip and clear their mind. This next story is, my auntie took my cousin's zombie game away. Hey fellow Redditors, gather around cause I have a tale to share about an entitled mother that unfolded right before my eyes. It all started when my dear auntie decided to make an appearance at our humble abode, armed with a peculiar mix of audacity and self-righteousness. Let me set the stage for you. It was a typical Saturday afternoon, and my cousin, let's call him Alex, and I were engaged in an epic Call of Duty session. The room was filled with the clattering of gunfire and the cheers of victory as we valiantly fought our way through virtual battlefields. Enter Auntie Karen, the self-proclaimed guardian of all things righteous and proper. As she stepped into our gaming sanctuary, her disapproving gaze fell upon the screen, her eyes narrowing in disapproval. It was as if the very essence of fun was offensive to her delicate sensibilities. Without any hesitation, Auntie Karen marched towards us, her voice dripping with condescension. What is this nonsense? she exclaimed, her disapproving tone cutting through our gaming fervor. Alex and I exchanged confused glances, completely caught off guard by her sudden intrusion. Before we could even utter a word in our defense, Auntie Karen lunged towards the console, her hands outstretched like a vulture seizing its prey. With a swift motion, she yanked the power cord from the wall, abruptly shutting off the Xbox. My cousin and I stared at the lifeless screen in disbelief, our jaws dropping to the floor. You two should be ashamed of yourselves, Auntie Karen scolded, her voice filled with unwarranted authority. This game is nothing but violence and filth. You're wasting your lives away. I muster the courage to speak up, hoping to reason with her misguided notions. Auntie, it's just a game. We enjoy playing it responsibly and have fun together. But Auntie Karen was not one to be swayed by reason or logic. Instead, she stood firm, arms crossed, and declared, From this day forward, no more Call of Duty in this house. It's a corrupting influence and I won't allow it. It was at that moment that the realization hit me. My cousin's beloved game, the source of countless memories and bonding experiences, had been scratched away by the entitled wrath of Auntie Karen. It was a bitter pill to swallow, and resentment began to bubble within me. Days turned into weeks, and the absence of Call of Duty in our lives was palpable. Our once thriving virtual squad was scattered, and our gaming nights were replaced by mundane activities Auntie Karen deemed appropriate. The joy we once shared had been crushed under the weight of her overbearing righteousness. But dear Redditors, fear not. This story does not end in defeat. No, as gamers united, we devised a plan. We pooled our resources, saved up every penny we could, and eventually the day of redemption arrived. With our newly acquired gaming console, hidden away from Auntie Karen's prying eyes, we reclaimed our virtual battlegrounds. We banded together, stronger and more determined than ever, proving that no entitled individual could quell our passion for gaming. You know, I've never understood the quick jump to, oh, these games are ruining your brain or rotting your brain or giving you terrible tendencies. The idea that video games cause people who act out and do horrendous things, it just makes no sense. It's like saying people who watch action movies and love action movies, people who watch The Terminator, 
are incredibly more likely to go out and be horrendous people and do horrendous things themselves. It makes no sense, right? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.